Gumbo listeners, this episode is brought to you in part by OS Nexus is an industry leader in software-defined storage, helping you maximize storage platforms like Ceph and OpenZFS. Choose the easy way to manage your storage and reduce costs with less effort. Go to osnexus.com slash try now and mention Data Protection Gumbo to get an expanded community edition. I'm your host, Demetrius Malbro, and on Data Protection Gumbo, today I have Jim McGann, Vice President of Business Development and Marketing at Index Engine. And Jim is instrumental in developing key relationships and also brand development for Index Engines. Uh, He previously worked for Information Builders and the French-based engineering software provider, Dassault systems. Uh, Jim was also responsible business development of Scopeware at Mirror Worlds Technologies. Jim, welcome to Data Protection Gumbo. How are you? Hey, Demetrius. I'm doing very well. And start us off and give us a little information about Index Engines and, and your role over there. Sure. We've been, we've been in business since uh, 2004, really a um, indexing engine, hence the name of the company, that really makes enterprise data useful and meaningful and really is, is checking the integrity of content, managing data, a lot of different use cases. Over the past number of years, we have been focused mostly on the security space with our ransomware product, CyberSense, um, and that's been the bulk of our activity because of, you know, everything that you're reading in the news. The company is uh, located in New Jersey. We've got uh, facilities in India and California, uh, in Denver, um, and other locations across the globe and have expanded uh, significantly over the past three years. Um, We bring our product to market uh, predominantly through partner relationships, such as OEM relationships um, that have worked really well for us. Okay, and, and you mentioned the keyword already starting out in 2023, ransomware. So what, what have you seen just from a, a ransomware perspective from all year last year, 2022, leading us now into 2023? What, what do you think will be the, the key trend from a ransomware perspective? And I'll, I'll keep it broad right there so you can paint a picture however you see fit. It's fascinating what's going on. Um, I think a lot of the traditional security solutions that are out there, I mean, security software is a multi-billion dollar business, as you know, right? And it's really been designed to keep the bad actors out of the environment, out of the data environment, out of the, you know, the, the data center. What's been happening over the past few years, and a lot of the backup software vendors have gotten involved in this, is um, how do you know that your data has integrity? So assuming that they're not going to stay out or not going to be prevented from getting into the data center, not be prevented from corrupting your data, um, the focus has shifted, or not quite shifted, but the focus has been on really um, checking the integrity of data, making sure that the data is good. And that's really where, you know, backup comes into play, right? Traditional backup has been solving, you know, a disaster like a, you know, a fire or a flood. Um, but a lot of the backup software vendors have kind of migrated into the um, security space by adding ransomware solutions. Because, you know, if you assume that the bad actors are, are not going to stay out of your data center, which is a good assumption, they're going to get in. What you need to do, and there's been kind of a pivot a little bit over towards the data protection teams to say, well, 
you're going to be the go-to solution to recover when we do get attacked and we will get attacked and you need to make sure that your data is good. So a lot of the data protection vendors have been quickly uh, bolting on and adding on security solutions to their backup software. And I'm sure you've seen that um, over the past few years. That's pretty insightful. And also one other question is, are you familiar with chat GPT and the whole AI movement that's, that's going on right now? There's a lot of technology that ransomware or, you know, the bad actors are adopting to really make it faster, easier, um, more disruptive to quickly spread. You know, they, they will typically get inside the data center and many of them will spend a long dwell time um, in there understanding the environment um, so they can move lateral across, across um, the data. Um, these types of tools, and there's many of these types of tools that, that allow them to harvest passwords, allow them to um, break into environments that, that uh, the customers thought was protected to really streamline and facilitate, you know, rapid expansion. And there's a lot of these more modern tools. And the funny thing is the, the cyber criminals are adopting more modern technology and more modern tools than many customers are, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, you talk, you talk about tech debt that's out there that customers are kind of stuck in old, archaic and old platforms. You know, the, the cyber criminals are more agile in terms of adopting uh, newer technologies, as you mentioned. Right? Yeah, it's it's a whole industry as well. So just like I, I you know, roll out of bed and, and, and get dressed and uh, go, go sit at my computer to do my day job, that's what they do every day as well. That's their day job. They they go and, and write code that encrypts. I mean, it's a whole business around it. They even have call centers, right? Yeah, no, oh, yeah. I mean, there's ransomware as a service, which is a pretty formal environment. And, and if you think about what's happening in Russia, you know, a lot of people that are in the tech space there, you know, the, the, their whole economy and, and there's, there's been a big impact from these sanctions. So a lot of these um, cyber criminals are uh, hiring all these programmers and, and developers to help enhance their capabilities. And, you know, there's capabilities being used like wiper, you know, software to use that, that are, you know, part of part of acts of war, um, not necessarily ransomware, but some of the capabilities kind of um, evolving into the ransomware space where we're seeing, you know, a lot in the past that cyber criminals really just came in and said, hey, we're going to encrypt your data so you can't get access to it. We're going to shut you down and force you to pay a ransom. So they're adding now wiper capabilities saying we, we're encrypting everything and the wiper is set up so that if 30 days you don't pay us, all your data is going to be wiped out. So they're commercializing a lot of that um, nation state type um, software and capabilities. So it's, it's, you know, over the past two years, it's evolved significantly. And I think if customers are still relying on their traditional backup software to say, hey, we, we're just backing up our data, we should be okay you know, should being the operative word there is, is when they go to recover, they may find their backups are encrypted. Um, they may find that um, the data inside the backups are encrypted. Uh, they may find that their active directory is, is corrupted. So you don't want to find out when you go to a recovery process that the data that you've been protecting and backing up on a regular basis um, is bad and is not recoverable. And that you have to go to maybe a six-month-old backup to recover. Um, that's the worst case. And when you read about um, organizations that do get attacked, um, and after you know weeks and weeks and weeks, they're still not recovered. That's what they're dealing with: is trying to find the good backups, find the data that has integrity, um, and recovering that. And in some cases, they may need to rebuild core infrastructure, which could take weeks or months. So I, I, I think 
as you mentioned earlier, you know, the high level trend that, that CISOs and CIOs need to look at is, is data integrity. Does your data have integrity? Because that is the heart and soul of your organization. And um, if your Oracle databases or your core infrastructure or your user files don't have integrity, if you need to recover, you're going to be in trouble. And I think the cyber criminals are smart enough to know how to corrupt data. And some of the new variants that we're seeing out there, like Buy and Lion is a new one, are, is doing partial encryption, intermittent encryption inside the files. So it's not setting off any triggers. So if you're just looking at a something like uh, file entropy, um, they're not going to set off an entropy trigger because they're being very subtle about what they're doing. So we're seeing that they are getting smarter. They are knowing how to circumvent existing security tools or basic level security tools. And they are really going in there and, and wreaking havoc, you know, when customers don't have any, any way to guarantee that their data has integrity. You know, backup is, backup is uh, backing up data without checking it, without checking the integrity. The vendors are adding some tools to do that, but you know we're pretty confident that the cyber criminals can circumvent a lot of those tools that are out there. Yeah, and I was going to ask, so, so you mentioned data integrity. That That is an important one, and also verifying your backups to make sure that they are recoverable or restorable. Do you have any recommendations for making sure that the data is of, of the utmost integrity, do you have any recommendations for customers or any other listeners out there to make sure that their data stays with the utmost integrity? Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, you know, backup and data protection software is, is really morphing to become cyber protection software because, you know, cyber is the new disaster. Um, so, in doing that, you need to create a very resilient platform, for data resilient platform that really inspects inside files, inside databases, inside core infrastructure. So as I mentioned, some of these new variants that are doing intermittent encryption inside files um, can circumvent some of the tools that are out there just looking at maybe the metadata. So if, if you were, you know, if three or four years ago, you're saying, let me just look for file extensions or look for unusual sizes of file changes or number of file changes, the stuff that's fairly obvious that you can use basic tools to do, you would have been okay. But today, what we're seeing is that they can go in there and see, hey, what is the backup software that's being used? You know, it's brand X or brand Y or brand Z. It's like, I know where their weaknesses are and I know what they're doing. So these are the types of variants that I'm going to use to attack those environments. We've seen them, you know, sever connections to the cloud so they can't even recover the backups from the cloud. Uh, we've seen them harvest um, passwords from some of the backup software vendors so they could, you know, do more damage. So um, they're not they're not as resilient as customers think they are. I mean, they think that, you know, I can just recover from backups. It's like, well, how do you know your backups are good? How do you know they're not in there doing damage under the covers? But more importantly, how do you know the data is good? And when we started with CyberSense, we were very um, forward thinking in terms of let's inspect inside the content. So with over 200 analytics, so analytics and machine learning are, are really tools that allow um, the technology to do a lot of work, a lot of you know automation, a lot of work in inspecting the content. So, if you're looking at you know data changing constantly, whether it be two percent or four percent of your data changing on a daily basis, that's thousands and thousands and thousands of files and databases and, and so on. You know, how is someone going to look at all that and inspect that? That's where artificial intelligence can automate that process. 
but you need to train the artificial intelligence on, on, on the detail that are very comprehensive, very um, insightful, um, to make sure that you're not finding the stuff that, that's really hiding under the covers. So with uh, CyberSense, there's over 200 analytics that are looking at metadata, as many vendors are now doing, but also looking at the content. So we've seen variants that are not changing file extensions, not changing sizes of files, not changing the file name at all. So on, you know, on the outside wrapper or the metadata, it looks like everything is okay. But then when you read the header of the file, the header tells you a lot about the structure. For example, an Oracle database, you read the header of that database and say, is the structure of this database intact? Read the header of a page of that database, is the structure of that page intact? Has it been encrypted? Um, so that's the kind of, that's the kind of um, like robust integrity checking that we feel is needed. And when we talk to customers and they're looking at lots of different tools, asking them, do you feel your data has integrity? and talking about integrity and what is integrity, and then saying that that is really inspecting data at, at the most comprehensive level, including content. And, and you need all those analytics to do that. Um, and those analytics are fed to the machine learning, and it gives the machine learning the knowledge and the experience of what's happening, what the data looked like yesterday, today, what it'll look like tomorrow, and comparing it. So we feel that with CyberSense, I mean, obviously, it's a lot of work. It was a lot of years in development to do, but we're seeing customers that are recovering not only very quickly, but with zero data loss. So, you know, you see customers that do recover quickly, but, you know, they're they're missing a lot of their files. I mean, the, the Irish healthcare system, when they were attacked, 85% of their files were encrypted. I don't know what the number is of, of how much of that they recovered, but it's, you know, not 100%. And what does that mean for your business and not being able to recover 100% of your files? And maybe we have time for one one or two more questions, but do you have any recovery scenarios that, that you can share that are maybe public knowledge around ransomware? There's been a number of, of customers. Um, so CyberSense is, is sold uh, through partners. Um, one that's, that's public is the, the, Dell, uh, the Dell Cyber Recovery Relationship, their PowerProtect Cyber Recovery Solution. Um, there's been a number of customers that have been attacked. There's one that um, is in Europe, is a utility company. Utilities are attacked frequently because they're, they're critical infrastructure that, they, you know, if they're attacked, they'll need to do something. This one organization has been attacked uh, many times in the past. They, they put in a, a Dell Cyber Recovery, uh, CyberSense solution. Uh, were attacked in, I believe it was August timeframe. Uh, with, with CyberSense, they found the attack was happening. They also found that, the, you know, where the last good backups were, and they were recovered within a number of days, which was far faster than ever before. Um, and then they were also um, happy that they did not lose any data, um, they did, and they did not have to pay a ransom. So um, there's also a number of others that have happened that are um, not public knowledge, but it's really, you know, if, if you come into your organization on Monday morning and then everything is locked down and you said you've been attacked by cyber criminals and you get that message, pay the ransom, we'll give you the key to unlock it. Your first decision process is like, let's go to the backups. And it's like, okay, which backups are the good backups that we need to go to? And that's not when you need to figure that out. That's the worst time to figure that out. What you need is something checking the integrity on a daily basis, on a continual basis, um, and we also have partners that are using CyberSense in a snapshot environment. It doesn't necessarily need to be in the traditional uh, backup software environment, although that's what a lot of customers use. But with snapshots, you can, you can say, hey, this snapshot looks good. This snapshot looks good. This one doesn't look good. 
and you got the option to recover from the previous one so you, you don't miss any downtime. But the idea is that the that CyberSense is working in the background to check the integrity, looking at the content. And again, when we talk to CISOs and you talk about different data resiliency platforms, talking about content-based analytics and, and the machine learning that has been trained um, across you know, many many environments, um, they understand it and they ask you those tough questions that, that, they, that they know cyber criminals would be asking is, how can we circumvent this? So the idea is to make it as, mo- as difficult as possible for them to you know, shut organizations down. I mean, I've talked to organizations that say, if we're shut down more than five days, we're out of business. And it's that critical that they, that they check the integrity of data and make sure they have that level of confidence. Yeah, I think it's huge. Uh, when when you're talking data integrity, I don't hear a lot of companies talking about data integrity. They are raving about you know making sure that you have a backup, making sure that you can recover from a backup. But no one really has the conversation about making sure that the integrity is still intact, the files are intact, and it's just a, a key part of it, right? You hear immutability, you hear air gap, you hear all all of these different terms thrown around. And an example, too, exactly to your point, is we see some of these vendors like backup software vendors that add um, signature scanning to their backups. So, you know, my question is that signature scanning is running in production. What makes you think if you can't find anything in production, you're going to find it in your backups? It's the same data or a copy of that data, right? So, but those are easy tools for them to add on and say, hey, we've added signature scanning to backups. So we've added, you know, you can do a checkbox, uh, you know, security checkbox on that. But it's like, what, what's the real value of that? Yeah. So we do have customers that do use CyberSense to scan for signatures to see if the malware is in the backup before they recover it. Um, there's a use case there, but scanning for signatures in your backups, thinking you're going to find, you know, find malware when it wasn't found in production doesn't doesn't make sense. So, but I think it's you know there's a lot of vendors just jumping on to add any kind of capabilities they can very quickly because that's what customers want. And when they go in and they buy this software, they can do you know do checkbox and say, hey, yeah, well they've got cyber resiliency capabilities in there. But I think when we have deeper conversations with customers, saying let's talk about what that is. And, and what's happening today. And uh, I think it's a constantly changing market. I think customers are getting educated. I think cyber criminals, again, as we talked earlier, are using some of the latest, greatest technology. You know, it's, it's going to go on for, you know, it's going to go on for a while. It's going to get worse before it gets better, unfortunately. So, Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that since we're in 2023, that the trend line that we have seen doesn't go astronomical, astronomically crazy that it there's not a huge blip up i, I really would like to see it stabilize uh, but of course i'm very optimistic and <laughs> it, it's, it's big business you know it's very big business so uh, you know they're making money and there's no i mean there's all talk about let's shut down bitcoin and that'll shut down ransomware i mean they've already moved on to something else yeah, so, you that, know, that's so true. It, it's it, it's you're, you're putting on you know band-aids on a you know a, a massive problem. So well, uh, awesome. I, I uh, enjoyed the conversation, and let let's close out with what are you reading these days? <laughs> um, I I was actually reading some of the books about some of the uh, uh, you know cyber you know cyber books because it's it's pretty fascinating just to learn the in, in, you know the history. But Sandworm is a good one if you haven't read that on on uh, you know some of the some of the activity out there. But 
there, I, I need to kind of get out of that and kind of read some just like um, some thriller novel or something like that just to kind of get out of it. But I find it fascinating. And I think there's a lot of good books out there on the cyberspace and, and historically what's happened. And, uh, you know, a lot of the smarter minds out there, are, you know, predicting the future. So. Well, awesome. So uh, once again, I appreciate you uh, being on Data Protection Gumbo and giving the listeners um, another way of thinking about ransomware and also protecting the data, especially your, your production data, regardless of where it is, whether it's sitting on premises or, or it's in the cloud, um, and also the data integrity angle. I, I appreciate uh, that insight. So um, yeah, Jim, it's been great having you on Data Protection Gumbo. Thanks, Demetrius. Always a pleasure. So. Thank you for listening to Data Protection Gumbo. Please follow us on Twitter at DPG Podcast and join our Backup and Recovery Professionals LinkedIn group. Just search Backup and Recovery Professionals on LinkedIn and you will find the group. And until next time, Gumbo listeners, have a fantastic week.